You can take the computer chair. Go on now. It looks too low. Just <laughs> <laughs> sit down. No, I want to sit on the bench. <laughs> oh my god, you do want the bench? Where's the mic? That's all I care about. <laughs> the mic? Shouldn't I be near the mic? <laughs> I'm going to move it for you. <laughs> How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Lizzy the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You're tuned into another episode of the Music Mastery Podcast with your host, Lizzy the Gifted, where I bring you a brand new episode every single day, documenting my journey as an independent musician, as well as sharing tips and tricks along the way. We are coming up to the end of doing a brand new episode every single day for one year. That is crazy. I believe the last day is going to be Thursday. It's either Wednesday or Thursday. Pretty weird. It's a it's an interesting experience. So I'm very excited uh, to get to reach that goal and to do that. Before I finish the one year goal, I wanted to bring back a very special guest to reappear on the podcast for a more official episode. Today we have a very 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 high level guest. We have Forbes featured yes featured in Forbes public speaker, author best selling author. High ticket, high level keynote speaker. They call her the queen, the queen of banished burnout. We have none other than my mother, Janice Litvin. Janice, how are you today? <laughs> Thank you so much, Lizzy the Gifted, for welcoming on welcoming me on your music mastery podcast. We've been talking about having me on. For over a year, so I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> but you did sneak in once. I did sneak in once, but I, that one doesn't really count. <laughs> okay, fine. So um, what I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about your topic, which is you call Banishing Burnout. And you have a book called The Banished Burnout Toolkit, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But one thing I wanted to relate to you is you know we I, I talk to people who are not just musicians, but I talk to people who are also just entrepreneurs. I have a few people who own local businesses that are friends of mine that listen to the podcast. And I think everybody who listens to this and appreciates this is of an entrepreneurial mindset like you and I. So burnout is a very real thing. Overwhelmed stress is very real. Um, Especially when you kind of have to set your own schedule. You don't really have anyone telling you what to do, which is nice. There's freedom, but it's also hard because you have to like think about your own tasks, you know, how that goes. So in terms of burnout and banishing it, what is just your philosophy in general on banishing burnout before we even talk about entrepreneurs? Just in general, what's your whole philosophy on how to banish burnout? Wow, that's a pretty good question. My overall philosophy on banishing burnout is you have to pay attention to yourself. You have to notice, and this might sound kind of counterintuitive, but what I'm talking about is sometimes something is upsetting, like someone is rude to you, I don't know why, but occasionally someone might be rude to you, whether they cut you off in traffic or you have a fight with a friend or someone in your family, and 
you don't want to make a too big a thing about it. So you kind of brush it off and say, oh, well, I just want to get over it. Let, let me drop that. But all those little annoyances add up inside your body and your psyche, and eventually you will explode. And I love to use the example of Draymond Green, and I don't know if all your listeners know who he is, but in the Bay Area, you all probably know. He plays for the Warriors. He plays for the Warriors, and he's an amazing player, and I really like him, but he screams and yells at the refs and gets thrown out of the game often. And that is because, obviously, he doesn't have an outlet for his feelings. And that's what I hope to leave your listeners with today, is that you need some kind of outlet for your feelings. Yeah. So you need some kind of outlet. And so, yeah, I think, you know, to touch on my audience, a lot of them are musicians. So a lot of us use our music as that outlet. Right, right. For our emotions, right? Right. What if you're, you know, what if you're somebody who is having trouble. So sometimes, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, sometimes people who are musicians, like I know this happened to me, sometimes with the music, uh, I'll get caught up in, you know, wanting to wanting to generate revenue with my music and monetize my brand, build a business. But, I have, but people have trouble with it, so do I. And so then the music is almost not an outlet. The music then well, becomes the stressor. Well, yes. I have two answers to that. Number one, the process of writing the lyrics is an outlet. And I witnessed that as you grew up. And there were times when you'd be upset about something, you'd go in your room and close the door and come out with pages of writing. And I knew that that was a a release of some Mm. sort. So yes, on that, in that way, the music is an outlet. On the other hand, it's extremely frustrating when you're trying to accomplish something in terms of not just for the money, but for the accomplishment of becoming known for your message and being a success, whatever that means in your mind. And, and I've gone through it too. When During the years I was trying to become a successful speaker, it's very frustrating, but it's important to try to not deal with constantly thinking about the frustration and trying to keep a forward-looking mindset and knowing that every single day, if you're doing whatever it is you can do each day to reach your goal, you will get there sooner Mm. or later. Mm. You need the right support and the right knowledge, which you can get from Lizzie the Gifted and from other coaches. But one thing I learned during the process of learning to become an independent professional speaker is don't try to go it alone. Get the help of whoever you need to get. Get a coach, whether it's a colleague or friend that has gone before you, or you pay someone to coach you a little bit here and there. Don't try to to operate in a vacuum. And this is for musicians and all entrepreneurs. For a long time, I felt all alone, isolated, working alone with nobody to call. I didn't feel like I had the acceptance to call on more senior speakers until Mm. I got to know them better. But eventually I started paying certain coaches and then being able to share with other speakers who were at my level. So whatever you need to do to make a community for yourself of other people that can, where you can help each other and share ideas, it's very, very healing and very helpful. I agree with that because so I have a couple ways of doing that that I'm doing. I'm using that app that we talk about, Clubhouse. You yes. Know, we meet twice a week, Tuesdays, mor- Tuesday mornings and Wednesday nights. 
And it does exactly what you just said. You know, it gives people who are alone a sense of community with people who are like them. As well, ever since the beginning of my music journey, my friends have been really supportive, which is really nice. It's like Gabe and Melvin and Evan and Thomas and all them. And I agree with that. I think I spent too much time doing things alone, but I needed to. But, you know, how, how do you, what if you're in a state of mind where you kind of don't feel like you can create community because you're like afraid to communicate with people or something like that. Don't discount the value of your personal friendships, especially those who are supportive. If there's a friend that says, oh no, why are you doing that? You're never going to make it. Drop those people, at least for the time being, because that's not what you need. You need true friends, and it could be a family member, a cousin, or a friend. Try to engage even one friend where you check in with each other once a week or just go out for coffee whenever it is we get to go out in person again. Yeah, right. I mean, for now, it's on Zoom or You can go to coffee, though, now. You can go to coffee now or you can sit outside. You can take a walk outside. And by the way, walking outside, first of all, with a friend is therapeutic, but just getting outside alone is very therapeutic. Uh, If you can, I don't know where you all live, but if you live somewhere where there's beautiful scenery or just any trees. Any any kind of walking. It opens up. It has a magical, mystical effect of opening up your mind to all the potential and possibilities that live within you and getting you connected to those. Also, journaling is very, very healing. So after you take that walk and get that mystical inspiration, come home and journal about it. Right. You know what's funny? I was just thinking this. I bet people listening to this are going to go, wow, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Because (laughs) I I do a lot of podcasts walking with my AirPods. Oh, really? And I've talked about journaling multiple times. That's great that you bring it up too. We didn't plan that. No, we didn't. But I think, um, yeah, I agree with you. Let me ask you this. I know this is something we both struggle with. When you feel, as an entrepreneur, you feel like, really, you almost feel like, there's an endless amount of tasks. Like, oh my gosh. You will literally never be done. Even if you die, yeah. it's like, there's, it's just like, right. how the heck do you, how do you prioritize what's what? Well, what, uh, someone told me, one of my many friends slash coaches told me, sit down and make a list of every little single thing that you think you should be doing. Mm. Now, prioritize them in the order of which of these items will get me really close to my goal. Wow, that's good. I, need, if, I actually need to do that. And then forget all the rest. Uh-huh. And do that once a week or once a month, whatever, however many items you have on your list. Starting with your commitments. Whatever commitment you have to somebody, that should be the highest priority, whether it's friends, family, or for your business. Meet your commitments. If you say you're going to do something or be somewhere, meet those commitments because that's good training ground for any business relationship. Unless it's a commitment maybe you need to drop. That's a different story. Then don't make that commitment. Right. And now that's talking about setting healthy boundaries, which is a huge thing when it comes to banishing burnout. Do not surround yourself with negative people who have unreasonable demands on you. Like, for example, let's say somebody calls you up and says, I need you to be at my house Saturday morning at 7 a.m. I'm having a garage sale and I want you to be there. And this is a good friend. You've done stuff for them. They've done stuff for you. But that's not a good time for you. Either you need to sleep 
or whatever it is you need to do, it's okay to say, no, I can't be there. I can get, but I can get there at nine or 10 and I can stay for one to two hours. Whatever your limits are, set them and learn how to say no. It's a huge lesson. And it's just so simple as saying, I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I can't. I'm so sorry. No explanations, no little, but I got to do this and I got to do that because then they can, as a salesperson, they can handle that objection and say, well, you can do such and such later. Don't give any reasons. It doesn't matter what the reasons are. I wish I could. I'm sorry. I can't. Right. That, that's, uh, that's really good. <clears throat> Setting healthy boundaries with other people is huge. Do you feel like you need to set boundaries with yourself? Absolutely. Like what? <clears throat> well, just in light of what you were just asking me about your to-do list, having a power list. Sometimes I say yes to something, but I, I have no more the ability to get that thing done on the day that I said I can do it because I have so many other important commitments that I've already committed to. Right. It's really hard to figure out how much time each thing takes. Like if you're writing a lyric for something, that could take you 30 minutes or two hours. Right. So it's important to be really careful not to commit too many things all at once. And just do the best you can to um, say to yourself, do I really have time to do this thing I'm about to say yes to? Or should I say, I can do it, but I can't do it today. I can do it by Friday. Something like that. Yeah, right, right, right. <clears throat> What do you, I mean, what are some of the positives that can be taken out of the state of where we are now, you know, with like being isolated and it's, we're kind of at an interesting place now. Things are opening up. I mean, you know, I just now finished writing an article for a magazine about loneliness and <clears throat> loneliness was already an issue before the pandemic. And now it's even more of an issue, especially for the millennials, because the millennials in some circles are being called the loneliness generation because they're so geared toward communicating with their phones. It's really, really important to have human interaction face to face. And if you can't do it in person because of the pandemic, you can do it with FaceTime or Zoom or whatever your device you like to use. But human connection releases happiness chemicals. And we already talked about getting support. What about just getting love, getting human contact, just getting the socialization is very, very powerful. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Um, it is very powerful. Yeah. We're talking a lot about community. And uh, we're talking a lot about kind of like, we're talking a lot about how to find how to find your community. It feels like it's easier than ever. It's hard it's weird though because you're saying we're so attached to the phones and the technology, but at the same time that is kind of where we're going to find the communities right now. It's almost easier. Like yes. for me, I don't live near tons of other musicians. I have a couple of friends, but I don't live near a bunch, but to to have this technology helps. I'm not saying never use the device. I'm saying balance it with human-to-human -human contact. Right. Yes, Clubhouse only works with a phone. I understand that. Same with Facebook and all the others. But you need to balance it and not always be having your face buried in your phone or your device. Yeah. 
Speaking of balance, what about like work-life balance? How do you how do you find that? Especially when you're an entrepreneur and you like what you do, you love it. You really don't ever want to be off. You know, I wrote about that in my book, Banished Burnout Toolkit, <laughs> about uh, balancing your own yourself with yourself. When you really love what you do, watch your behavior. If you find one day, I remember back at the beginning of the pandemic, so this would have been last April, March, April, May, June. Uh-huh. At first I thought, oh, this will be easy. I already work from home. My son Lee already works from home. My husband Joe already works from home. We already work from home. We're already used to this lifestyle. This is going to be no problem, no brainer for us. Huh. One day I caught myself snapping at everyone in the house. One day? Back then, <laughs> one day in particular. One day in particular. I'm just kidding. And I said to myself, because I was smart enough to pay attention that day, Something's wrong with me. Why am I the one? Yes, maybe they did something annoying, but life is full of annoyances. Why on this day was I snapping at everyone? And I said, it's me. I'm overworking. I need a break. I need to get out more. I need to take walks more. I just need to get away from my desk more. And that can be sunshine, which I already talked about. It can be exercise, which is a huge stress reliever. Endorphins make you feel happy. Again, we talked about walking and getting outside, but if you're working from whatever time you get up and start working, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, until 9, 10, 11, 12 at night, it's too much. At first, it's, it's, it's exhilarating and it's exciting and that's fine, but after weeks and weeks and weeks, you're going to notice that you're a little more irritable, you're not taking care of yourself, you might even get a little pasty because you haven't had any sunshine at all. You know, sunshine... When, as soon as you get outside, the, as soon as the sun hits your skin, vitamin D is released. And there are all kinds of benefits, mental clarity, good mood, not to mention all the other physiological things that happen mm-hmm. from the sun. So I can't stress enough getting outside. Even if you take your laptop outside and work outside, that can be very healing. But you do need to take breaks. Breaks are a big part of banishing burnout. One thing I've started doing, in addition to the laptop, if I'm working outside, because we're in California, so the weather's right well, now. Well, and, and it's springtime. The weather should be nice everywhere. Yeah. Um, is I meditate outside with my shirt off to get the 10 minutes of my vitamin D, and it feels amazing. And you're getting a double whammy because of the meditation. <laughs> double whammy. Exactly. So you, yeah. And and speaking of that, that kind of, kind of backtracking back to when you were talking about that one time in when you felt you were snapping. What is your, you have a spe- specific acronym and methodology to almost increase your self-awareness in those situations. What's the acronym and talk about that? Okay, here's the acronym. The acronym is STOP, which stands for stop, take a big breath, <laughs> observe, and proceed. And I'll tell you a story and you'll actually remember the situation. Okay. A few years ago, we were going to a very close female friend of yours birthday party. Good. And this person wanted a certain gift card. Good. And I didn't have a lot of time to worry about this gift card. I was going to the gym and then I was going to a very large Safeway. I actually called the Safeway in advance. Yes, we have such and such gift card, ABC gift card. I get there and I can't find the darn gift card. This Safeway is so large. They have two long rows two aisles, which is four rows of gift cards. And I'm looking, 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 walking back and forth. 
I'm so, now I'm getting irritated because I can't find the darn gift card. And now I start to get angry. And in my <laughs> head, I'm having this whole conversation. Oh my God, these people are so stupid. Why did they tell me they had the gift card? They don't have the gift card. Now I'm going to be late. I have to go to another store. Oh my gosh. And I felt my whole body get heavy. But I had been working on myself and I had been working on this book. And, all of, and I'm walking to the front of the store going, oh my God, I'm going to tell that clerk a thing or two. When I'm, as I'm walking <laughs> to the front of this very large store, oh I said to myself, hold on. Is anybody in the hospital? Are your legs broken? Have you broken your back? Is there a reason? Is this degree of anger fitting with this situation, does this really matter in the big scheme of life? Right. No. Right. Now, here's, I gave myself a little lecture. You are gonna go to the front of that store and you're gonna say to the clerk, which I learned from you, Lee, hi, how's your day going? <laughs> you are not, and you're gonna smile, a big smile. And you're gonna twist your mood around into happy from angry and you are going to go on and have a nice day. And I went, I just did that. I went to the front and I said, hi, how's your day going? I'm having a problem. Could you please help me? I have to get ABC gift card. She said, she smiled, said, sure, no problem. I'll take you over there. She took me over there, got the card. So that's an example of stopping. And by the way, STOP, the acronym was developed by a man named John Cabot, K-A-B-A-T, Zinn, who is considered the father of modern-day mindfulness and meditation. What's his name? John Cabot, K-A-B-A-T, hyphen Zinn, Z-I-N-N. Does he have a book? I'm sure he does. So he was the one who brought meditation and mindfulness into the modern world in the 70s and 80s when a lot of people in California started meditating and made it more a popular activity, tying the Eastern medicine to the West. And... The idea is that you can interrupt negative thoughts and mm. turn your mood around. It's an extremely powerful process. And the way you learn to do it is part of that journaling that we talked about earlier. When you're angry at something or somebody has been rude to you or you've been in a car accident or someone cuts you off on the freeway or there's a long line at Starbucks, whatever is making you angry, whether it's a big thing or a little thing, stop and acknowledge how you feel. And by the way, when you get angry, your body will tell you. It could be knots in your stomach, headache, stiff neck, clenched jaw. Some people get rashes. I've heard all kinds of responses. When I do my workshops, we talk about this because a lot of times you don't even know that your body is part of the stress reaction. Oh. And when you stay, not that your listeners are staying stressed, but when you experience high degrees of stress every single day, that's a key to burnout, unresolved chronic stress, and it will make you sick. They might be, who knows, they could, anybody could be. Irritable bowel syndrome, stomach aches, back aches, neck aches, all those symptoms could be, I'm not saying they are, could be signs of extreme chronic stress. And like holding it in, you mean? Yes, holding it in with no outlet and just getting angry often. Mm. If you're the kind of person that is getting angry often, you need to stop and look at that and analyze it. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know who you are, but you need to get help. You shouldn't be walking through life angry. Right. And it might be 
If journaling doesn't work, you might need to get a counselor. Whatever it is you need, take care of yourself. You only have one mind and body and take care of yourself. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's hard to even, it's hard to really figure out how to help people with that in a way because. Talking to friends is a good first step. Yeah. If you don't have anybody else to talk to, call a friend or go for, go out together. Really important. Yeah. I, I tend to talk about, I've realized one, one thing I tend to talk about, talk about is preparing before it happens. Like, what do you mean? Well, I'm very big on, you know, you're my mom, so you know, I'm big on habits. Yes. And routine. But I'm talking about stressors that interrupt your life unexpe right, so unexpectedly. What, right. So what I'm talking about is doing things before those even come up. Because what we, a lot of us, we react instead right. of prevent. Okay. That's a lot of our So how our do you prevent interrupting stressors? So it depends because everyone has their own self work to do. Right. But essentially, I don't know, it depends on everybody. I can just throw out suggestions. Well, like, give examples. Well, one of them for sure, we talked about a couple of them. Exercise, vitamin D. Right. My, my thing that I know that made a difference for me, that I know would make a difference for others is just physically act physically being active on a very consistent basis yes and if that's really hard and all you can do is walk don't wait till you're really mad to go on that walk right make it a routine to walk every day and by the way walking can be anything it could be gardening it be could be cleaning could be raking the leaves anything that involves movement and a slightly or more elevated heart rate yep it all counts that does now if you can get a bike that's fine if you like to ride horses that's good anything you can do if you like to salsa dance do that but whatever it is find a way to move throughout your day throughout your life yeah. at least once a day if possible 100 percent. i mean i that drinking water more yeah is big and um, changing your diet and you don't have to make extreme changes to the diet I've realized you can just take one thing out at a time one thing you know you got to find that one thing that if you do it all the time that you kind of know is bad for you just take that out but I can't say don't do it for a week I say do it for at least a month personally you, you know the other thing that we haven't talked about which is also a huge part of self-care is sleep oh, oh I was going to get into that that I'm horrible at but you are well, I'm just, I'm getting way better, but getting to bed at a good hour and getting eight hours, but I'm much better than I used to be. So let me tell you this. The sun releases a hormone called cortisol. When the sun goes down, another hormone called melatonin mm. pops into oh. your body. That's why, in general, we sleep at night and we're awake during the day. Now, if you're on a job where you have to work graveyard shift, you can only do the best you can do. And you can maybe take melatonin when you get home so you can sleep. But getting seven or eight hours of sleep is really important. And the research shows that lack of sleep can impact your mood and your health and your ability to accomplish things, your ability to think clearly, and all of those. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. And and part of that, you know, has to do with what you do before and after, before you go to sleep and when you wake up. You know, right. like one habit that I broke that I'm so happy that I broke it is 
grabbing my phone and looking at my screen to wake myself up. Mm-hmm. I used to do that because I wouldn't be able to wake up if I didn't stare at my phone. But the problem is your brain starts going into, you know, you're focusing your attention on whatever's happening on that phone. And the first 30 minutes of your day, and this is not to sound corny, this is real, I've done it. The first 30 minutes of your day is going to affect the whole rest of the day. It can, Because you're going to begin building whatever kind of momentum, whether it's an upward momentum or a downward momentum. And, you know, it's, it's actually kind of funny. Like, you know, I've been kind of getting into the stock market a little. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Our momentum, like in our personalities, is so similar to the way stocks move. Stocks will hit a certain point of resistance or support, a top or a bottom. And like once a stock hits a certain number, it's it's somewhat not easy, but you can kind of see if it's going to keep going up or down. We're the same way. When we wake up, aka when market opens, like when we wake up, which is when the market opens, the market of our personality, whatever we start doing, our stock for the day is either going down or up. And when it goes down, it's hard to come back up, right? When right. a stock's way down, it's harder to get back to that point that it used to be. It's the same thing with your personality. You wake up and you're fresh. You're a clean slate and you wake up, you grab the Instagram. And you're, oh man, my pic didn't get as many likes. Or why didn't that girl or guy look at my story? Why didn't they DM me back? Your stock is going down. And then you start having the thoughts, I'm not good enough. I'm too fat or my life isn't good or I'm alone. I wish I had a boyfriend or a girl. Now you're going down and down and down and down and down and down. Then something else is going to happen. I don't feel like working out today. Why do you think that happened? You just checked your phone. That's why you don't feel like working out. And we just go down and down and down. And the problem becomes, you know, that. that that's really what it is. That's I, why I say prepare beforehand. Don't check the phone. Get in that habit. You know? I just heard... Like in the last couple of weeks, that you, just based on what you're saying, you're freshest in the morning. So that's the time you should do the hardest tasks. Yeah. And you and I talked about this a long time ago with productivity. Put the hardest thing first. Get it out of the way. Now, it's very common, and I'm guilty of this, of procrastinating mm-hmm. the hardest thing and leaving it for the end of the day. And then at 4 o'clock, I'm like, oh, no, I'm so tired. I can't think. What was I going to do? If you jump on those harder tasks earlier in the morning, your brain is fresher, you've had that good night's sleep, and you've got that fresh bolt of energy, mental and physical energy, that's when you should attack the harder tasks. And I was going to say something about caffeine. One thing that can really interrupt your sleep is drinking caffeine after a certain time. Mm -hmm. For me, the rule is nothing, no caffeine after three o'clock. That's for me, for my body. You have to figure it out for your body. And I know a lot of popular drinks have caffeine. Read the darn labels and see what has caffeine. Yeah. Sugar too, they have in them. Sugar too. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that, that's what I'm, I'm more about that. Just, uh, you know, trying to prepare yourself before you get to the point. Cause for- what you're talking about is preventive health. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Hopefully, yeah. And you know what's funny? This is funny, interesting. Uh, DeMarco, what was her first name? Miss DeMarco? Oh, Nutrition. the teacher. Remember? The, we both had the same teacher at different times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she actually, like the one thing I learned from her class, and this is such a gem, about staying hydrated. Once you're thirsty, it's too late. Yes. And yes. that's the same thing with what we're talking about. Once you're angry, it's too late. It's not like you're going to die, but I'm just saying once you're angry, you're angry. 
Right. What can you do now? Now it's like we have to defuse the feelings. The situation. Whereas right. if you had just stayed hydrated with positivity the whole day before that, maybe you wouldn't have gotten angry. Well, certainly if somebody you know, rear ends you on the freeway, no matter what. Yeah, but how do, often does that happen? No, it doesn't happen often. But what I'm saying is little little annoyances right. can enter our day. Well, that's a big one, for sure. That's a big one. If someone hits my car, I'm going to be, that's I'm gonna be nerve angry. end. Yeah, yeah, I know monk teachings out here that's going to help me not get my nerves up for that. If I get rear ended on the freeway, too, that means that somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, but, but like, I just feel like, yeah, you're right. But how often does something that big happen? I feel right. like we take not getting the right gift card at the Safeway as big as someone just rear-ended my car. I feel like we put the same level, right? <laughs> exactly. So I'm all about that. So that's called putting things in perspective. Yeah. Remembering. Right. I, so I talked about stop. I have another little add-on for that stop that I talked about, and that's the 999 rule, which I learned from another speaker. Okay. Is this thing that's bothering me going to matter in nine days, nine weeks, or nine months? That's how you put perspective on all these little annoyances that we let bother us. Mm -hmm. Is it, are you in the hospital? No, hopefully not. If you are, that's a different matter. But trying to stay, trying to, trying to give your life perspective when things happen. I had a guy on my podcast named Young Dave Bangin. Young Dave. He lives uh, in Canada. And this, you're going to love this. You should listen to the podcast I did with him. There's a video too. He, this is how I found out about him. I was watching a TikTok. I was watching TikTok and this video popped up and it's this kid, this guy who's my age in the hospital. And the caption is how to make a beat with the noises in your hospital room. Oh yes. I I'm remember like, what? this. And the dude recorded the beep, beep of his machine and all the stuff and made like a really good beat. And I was like, and this guy was hooked up, wires, the things on his stunt. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's, and I was just thinking, wow, people complain at the time I was very big on content. So I was like all about consistency and all that. And I was like, damn, this guy's in the hospital and he still finds a way to be consistent. And other people are complaining that they just can't get over their stuff. And I'm, that's being a little harsh, but I'm just, that's how I felt. I got in contact with him. We did a podcast and he has sickle cell. Oh, wow. Which is like one of the worst diseases right now in mankind. It is terrible, mm -hmm. you know? And it's a great podcast episode that he talks about. And he's one of the most positive people I've ever talked to, though. Every month, he has an episode, which is like a blood clot. And what does, ha what does he have to do? He goes, it's the worst pain you could possibly think about. The worst pain you could imagine, he, he gets it. So your blood cells are usually circles. When you have sickle cell, the blood cells are shaped kind of like bananas. And they're, when their blood's moving, the little blood cells can't move. Our blood cells are easy to, they move around our body. With sickle cell, they don't move the same. They get hit with each other. And sometimes they'll get hooked. And then another one hooked. And another one. And you'll get these blood clots in random areas in your body. And he said it's like feeling Does he like, have to take medicine? He has to go to the hospital and get oh. like morphine oh, and everything. Yeah. Like it's a really bad episode. That's too bad. And there's not a cure for it yet. Yeah. So once a month, think about that. Once a month, he's got a, he has this insane amount of pain, and he needs to go to the hospital. Wow. And even still, in, first of all, in the hospital, he's working on music. When he's not in the hospital, he's working on a nonprofit. He's, he's, he said last year for, uh, I think this was before quarantine, Thanksgiving, they bought a bunch of turkeys for the community and gave turkeys to people who couldn't eat. Him and his like friends, it's like he's always constantly doing positive stuff. 
And like our podcast episode put me in perspective forever because I was like, dude, I don't have anything like this and I never will have anything like this probably. He was born with this. Yeah. It's so, inherited, I think. Yeah, and he's still positive. So what you're talking you're talking about controlling your state of mind. Right. Thank God he he has the upbringing or whoever taught him that he was in control of his state of mind. One of the other issues you brought up is volunteerism. How many of you are doing acts of kindness for other people in your community? Yeah. It's a huge stress reliever, believe it or not. When you volunteer with children or seniors or someone who's sick, visit someone in the hospital. Now, I know with COVID, you can't do a lot of visiting, but you can volunteer to help your local school children by standing guard on the playground or helping in the art class, whatever it is. There's so many charities that need volunteers. And there's even a website, I forgot the name of it, but there's a website you can put in your show notes where people can get volunteer opportunities. The Red Cross, I mean, you can help with blood drives. The Heart Association loves volunteers. When you have come home from a volunteer activity, you feel so satisfied and happy because you've done something for somebody else and it takes your mind off your own problems. Yeah. That's so true. Huge stress reliever. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, just to kind of round off the episode, I just, I think that as difficult as it is, it's really our, each of our own individual responsibilities to take care of whatever it is we have going on. Nobody's going to come save us, you know, as much as we want to. No one's going to come save us. Even if you're um, a believer in God, a lot of people put a lot of dependency on that. God will come save me. No, God won't come save you. God saves those who want to save themselves. God helps those who help themselves. Exactly. And who helps others. And so, who helps others. So you can't just, you can't put your dependency on anybody. You got to put it on you. Right. You know you what I mean? You can't, right. You, you have you. Yes, you have family. I hope you have a good family. I pray that you do. You have your relationship with your God and maybe um, the clergy in your church or synagogue or mosque. But it's you and you, and it all starts within you every single day. And what Lee's talking about with preventing burnout, it's kind of like you and your body and your mind and your emotions are a bank account. And he's talking about making deposits so that when things do happen, like God forbid you have to go to the hospital or a family member does, that you have the reservoir built up in your psyche to be able to give mm-hmm. to whoever needs your help. Right. Yeah. So where can people find you before we go? Where can people connect with you? Oh, and I have a, I have a gift for your listeners. Oh, okay. So number one, you can find me at JaniceLitvin.com. I assume in the show notes they'll know how to spell all that. I'll put it in there. And I would like to give you the gift of a free PDF download of my book. So you would go to JaniceLitvin.com slash resources, plural, and you put in your name and email address and you will be added to my mailing list, but you can always unsubscribe. I don't send very many emails, but I would love for all of you to have the book and keep in touch with me. In the back of the book is different ways to connect with me on various social media. Let me know where you heard from me, heard about me and let me know how you're doing. Yeah, Um, the best way is uh, get that book, guys. It's a workbook. It's a toolkit. So it's a way to, it's an interactive way for you to, 
it's almost like really you're holding yourself accountable and that book is kind of your your tool to do that. It's a way for you to really reflect and look at what it is that's going on in your life and I think it's super helpful. You know, it's good to think about things, but it's even better to write them down because now you're taking physical action toward whatever it is you're trying to do. So, and let me say this about writing. When you write with a pen or pencil and a piece of paper, as much as I know Millennials like to write with their phones. If possible, if you can write with pen and paper, it activates the brain in a different way and stuff starts flowing that you didn't even know was in there. When something happens that's upsetting, you start writing, he did this to me, he did that to me, he's a jerk, blah, 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 blah. But then suddenly you get reminded of things from the week before, the month before, the years before, and you get all that junk out and then it sits on the paper. While you're dumping on the paper, the fear center of the brain is dumping. That's called the amygdala. That's the fight or flight part of the brain. When you go back and reread your writing, that's the analytical part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, and that's how you develop perspective. Yeah, awesome. Guys, of course, if you got any value from the episode, make sure to share this with a friend. Not for much longer, I'm still doing a new episode every day, but not for much longer. So if you haven't shared any of these with a friend, share them with a friend. And uh, if this is your first time on here or if you haven't checked out all the episodes, go back, listen listen to some other ones. There's going to be over 360 episodes. You've got a lot of stuff to catch up on. So And yeah. they can find you on? Oh, well, I, I talk to them every day. They know where to find me. On uh, what's that new app? Oh, Clubhouse? Clubhouse. Well, you need an invite. So well, can't, somebody you know must be able to give you an invite. I would recommend Clubhouse. I mean, if you want to get in touch with me, it would be lee at leezythegifted.com. I'm not on Instagram right now, so don't reach out to me there. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Instagram? Jan- Janice Litvin. Janice Litvin. Okay, you can go. <laughs> if you don't want to DM me, go DM my mom. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you again tomorrow. Peace. Bye. Hey, hey, hey. Get that, bet that, jump shot, wet that, those moves, no rules, chef that, no boo. Get that, bet that, jump shot, wet that, those moves, no rules, chef that.